Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. When you receive a tape, there's certain information that should always be on that tape, such as UPB is an industry term. It stands for unpaid principal balance, credit reports, and last pay date. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Doordevil. You know know what? I need to mention Doordevil. I need to mention Doordevil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. Doordevil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it. And you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install. But if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have. And you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company. So it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field. You enter the word best ever, no space, just one word, best, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase. So go to doordevil.com, go buy it, enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks. There are so many testimonials on the website. You can read them from police officers, from a woman who is being, uh, her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband, and the door devil defended that attack. Uh, he didn't get in. There's like about 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil. Go buy it. Defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks. Go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. 
I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We don't talk about that fluffy stuff, and especially today, because it's the weekend, and this weekend, it's Sunday, of course. It's Skill Set Sunday time. So we're going to help you learn a specific skill and with me today, I got two Cathy's, not just one. Double Trouble. How you doing, Kitty Cat? And uh, more formally, Kathy Jeffs and Kathy Cray. Hello. How are you, Joe? I'm doing really well. And I mentioned Kitty Cat because we I gave you that nickname <laughs> on our last call. You uh, did. And I loved it. I just it, You just rolled with it. <laughs> you did. And it's actually stuck with us. We find we enjoy it. <laughs> You don't enjoy it as much as I like saying it. I can tell you that. I just, I just <laughs> it just warms my heart to say. I don't know why, but so we've got the Cathy's on the show today. I think one of the Cathy's is uh, going to be joining us a little bit later. She's actually doing some note buying official business, so that's that's why. But nonetheless, we got a skill set Sunday to talk about, and today we're going to talk about. A specific skill of doing due diligence when you get a tape. And if you don't know what a tape is, then I don't blame you because I didn't either until recently. And I've done a whole lot of these episodes. A tape is basically a spreadsheet that has a bunch of notes on them. Either I think they might be performing and non-performing. Is that correct, Kathy? Uh, well, it depends on what you're looking for or what the seller is offering. So it could be either yes or no. Okay, well then it could be either yes or no. But it's a spreadsheet with a bunch of notes on right. it. And um, if you receive that spreadsheet or when you receive that spreadsheet, what the heck do you do with it? That's what we're going to talk about today. That's a skill set Sunday. That's a due diligence that we're going to go through. A little bit about the Cathy's. They are distressed note investors and have been in the business since 2012. They've been involved in $7 million worth of assets. Their company is Paper Assets Capital and uh, they're in Piscataway Cli wait, and Clifton, New Jersey, right? Correct, yes. Okay, and you can say hi to them at winwithpack.com or paperassetscapital.com and go listen to, not right now, but after the show, go listen to their best advice ever. It's a really entertaining episode, episode 406. Now that we know who you are and what we're going to talk <laughs> about, let's go into it. Let's dive in. Skill Set Sunday. How do you do due diligence whenever you receive a tape? Well, let me start by saying this. We purchase primarily second, so I'm going to talk about due diligence from a second lien position. And, um, and, and, and for context, what's first lien, second lien? Like help, help us understand what does that mean exactly? Well, your first lien is when you first initially buy your home and the bank has given you 80% of the value of the house for you to purchase it. That's your first lien. Later down the line, you have a kid going to college, you would like a new kitchen, something along that line. You get a HELOC, you get a second mortgage. That's the second position. That's the one we go after. Why do you go after the second versus the first? Well... Bearing in mind, we have a we have a real vested interest in really genuinely helping people stay in their homes. First position, when you go after first position, your interest is really in taking the home, foreclosing. So 80% of the time, your exit is through the house. Whereas in a second position note, 80% of the time, your exit is through the borrower. Okay, interesting. And why is there a difference in objectives? Because the first position generally covers more equity of the home, 
if they're not paying their first and maybe their taxes are delinquent, there's not a chance you're going to get them to pay. So you're going to foreclose and take their house. Right. It's just sort of the way it is. In second position, we look for performing first, and I'll talk about that in due diligence, but we look for performing firsts because that says to us that the homeowner has what we call emotional equity in the home. Maybe their mother lives next door. Maybe their kids have gone to the same school for seven years. Maybe they have $5,000 of landscaping invested. Point is, they want to stay in that house, and they're going to work something out with us. And that's what we look for. Makes sense. All right. So we, we've got the spreadsheet, or otherwise known as a tape. First mm-hmm. off, how do you receive that? Who do you go to to get that? That's the relationship building that, that's really pretty critical in this business. A lot of people that have tapes. Not everybody is on the up and up as, as everyone else. So you do your relationship building. Um, and you, I mean, you could just do a search on the internet for node investors, get a bunch of names, send them emails, see if they have tapes, but then you need to formulate your relationships and ensure that what you're getting is good product. We have people that we just won't buy from. We have other people that we're always happy to buy from. So, um, but that's in your relationship building. Okay. Now walk us through the due diligence part, por favor. When you receive a tape, there's certain information that should always be on that tape, and any reputable seller will make sure it's on there, such as UPB, that's a given. UPB is an industry term. It stands for unpaid principal balance. So maybe they originally borrowed 100, but they've been able to pay off 32,000. Their UPB would be 68,000. And also, a reputable seller will provide to you credit reports. And last pay date. And these are these are critical pieces of information. If the last time they paid was seven years ago, you need to know that. Mm-hmm. Because in some states, you may lose two years of payments because you can only go back five years. So certain types of information are pretty critical. But those three, at a minimum, absolute requirement. UPB, unpaid principal balance, credit report. And last paid date. Okay. All right. And you mentioned going back only five years, and if it's seven, then you're missing out on two years. Is that a state thing? Yes, that's state to state. For example, that's true in Florida. So you can only go back five years. If the last time they paid was nine years ago, you lose four years of payments. Ah, good. Okay. And so you you really got to know what the state's laws are on that. Right. And again, these in, you could just do internet searches and find out if a state has that kind of rolling rule. Um, and or it, last time on our best ever episode, we talked about judicial versus non-judicial. You can decide if you want to purchase notes based on that. Mm-hmm. So really the first part of this whole note investing thing is first determining what product you want to purchase. Mm-hmm. Do you want to stay away from New Jersey, because it's very judicial and takes five to six years to foreclose. Do you want to only buy in Texas and California because they're very fast to foreclose? So you need to define what type of product you want to buy first or what kind of risk you're willing to deal with. I remember whenever I was getting into apartments, 
and uh, I was working with a, a consultant, and uh, he was like, well, what market do you want to go to? And I said, I don't care. I just want to go to the market that I can find the property and I can get going. So, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah so, so some best ever listeners are thinking, I don't care what type of note. Just tell me what is the most profitable and what's like the path of least resistance. And perhaps that's uh, they're mutually exclusive. But what would your recommendation be? We buy all over the country. We buy in New Jersey where it's a five-year foreclosure time. So for us, it's not necessarily we're willing to deal with all of that risk. So we don't have any stipulation on that. The only state we don't like to buy in is North Carolina because there's regulatory compliance issues, even for second market note buyers that uh, we don't want to be involved in. I will tell you, non-judicial states are really desirable and priced accordingly. So California and Texas, for example, you can get somebody out of the house in 90 days to six months in those two states. Because let's face it, while our desire is to help them stay in the home, doesn't always work out that way. And sometimes we do have to foreclose. So in those instances, we can get them out in 90 days to six months and get paid off. If that's kind of what you're looking for, like a quick investment, those states are great, but they're going to be priced a little higher. You're not going to get those for 18 cents. Those are going to be 25 cents. I guess incorrectly, I just assumed that California was a very uh, um, pro-tenant state, but you're saying it's they're similar to Texas and you can boot people out quickly if, if they're not paying? Yes, very quickly, actually, oh. yeah. Okay, that, that's interesting. I, didn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. Okay, so you first determine what type of note you want to purchase, and you just talk through what you do. Now, we know what we're, we want to purchase. we got the spreadsheet in front of us. It has this UPB, the unpaid principal balance, credit reports, last pay date. Now what do we do? There's two ways to look at a pool. Some sellers, and again, this is another determination you have to make. Some sellers want you to purchase the entire tape and therefore your bid will be on the entire tape. Some sellers allow you to cherry pick. If you're cherry picking, again, that's going to cost a little bit more. If you're buying the whole tape, Obviously, it's going to cost more money, but it's going to be a cheaper price. And you're going to take the good with the bad. Yep. So, um, again, you have to know what your seller is looking for. So now you've got your tape. You know what your product is. You've defined what you want your product to be. And you know what your seller's expectations are. So if we can cherry pick, and we'll go at this from a cherry picking perspective, If you can cherry pick and let's say you only want Texas, then you can just do a filter on your spreadsheet, your Excel spreadsheet, and only look at Texas. But in the whole process of due diligence, there's a lot more to it. But basically, you want to dwindle down as much as you can Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to do all of the due diligence on the entire tape because that's very time consuming. Trust me. Okay. So what you want to do is dwindle it down. So define your your states, define, you know, maybe for us, for example, if we don't make at least 10000 on a deal, it's not worth doing because there's time and, you know, what is your time worth? It's worth a minimum of 10000 If there's a loan that's only $9,000, we're not even going to look at that. It's just not worth it. But if it's a you know, $100,000 loan, that's great. 
Interesting. So, okay, so you, you got to know what you want to make on a per-transaction basis, and you do that by looking at the unpaid balance compared to what the it's worth. Is that right? or No, just the unpaid principal balance. Just unpaid so, principal balance, okay. Right, so what you what you just mentioned is the next part of due diligence. Okay, but with the unpaid principal balance, somewhere does it show what it costs you to buy that particular note? Well, so a seller is either looking for a bid or he's telling you how much he wants. And is that like a column that right next to it, it's like, okay, this is the unpaid, unpaid principal balance, credit report, last pay date, and amount that they want for this? Not always. It may be in the email. And you can format that Excel spreadsheet where you can add a column. The root of my question is how do you know how much you're going to make if you don't know how much you – I guess you can just like say, okay, well, unpaid pension balance is 15000 and I'll pay 2000 But how do you dwindle it down at this stage if you don't know what you could realistically buy it for based on what they're offering? Well, that's part of the due diligence. What we do is we add columns to whatever spreadsheet we're given. Actually, we we at PAC have our own template that we actually feed the tape into, and it already has all of our calculations in it. But let's say you don't have something like that. So you just add a few columns to the spreadsheet. And the columns that you're going to add are you're going to go out to the web and you're going to get what's called AVMs. Um, AVM? Yes, correct. And those are automated value market. So let's, you know, things like Zillow, things like Trulia, things like Redfin, HomeSnap, Realtor.com, any website that's going to give you an estimated value of that home. So what I like to do, people have different opinions on this. Some people go with the lowest. What I like to do is go with the average because every single one of those websites has their own algorithms that they're using to arrive at that number. Yep. And I like to average them. Yep. So I take into account all of the algorithms. But that's just my method. Mm-hmm. You can choose the lowest if you like and feel safer doing that. So now you have an a value of what the house is worth. Let's say it's worth 300,000. So you now know that there's a UPB of 68,000 going back to our previous example. Also on the tape that you're going to receive from the seller is going to be the senior lien balance. So the senior lien balance is, let's say in this particular case, $200,000. So if we add $200,000 and $68,000, we're at $268,000. The house is worth $300,000. Clearly, we're fully covered in equity, Mm -hmm. right? So we're going to make money on that no matter what. Um, what we do those numbers one more time. So the houses we found out through our AVM search of Trulia, Realtor, HomeSnap, Zillow, yep. Yep. that the houses were three hundred thousand. We know from our tape that the first mortgage is two hundred thousand. The senior lien position is two hundred thousand, and we know from our tape that the UPB of the loan we're looking to buy is sixty-eight thousand. So two hundred plus sixty-eight is two sixty-eight. House is worth three hundred. We yep. have thirty-two thousand of equity. Okay, and that's what we look for. That's actually our cherry model, fully covered position. Doesn't always happen, but that's what we look for. Okay. 
So you're going to add a column and you're going to put in all your AVMs and then you're going to have another column that's going to be your average of those AVMs. And you're going to add another column. And in that column, you're going to put $3,000, which is the average cost of a foreclosure. Mm. Right? So then you're going to, at some point, and I'll t we're going to add some calculations, you're going to subtract that 3000 out. Also, you're going to put another number in there, which is like 0.8 or 0.7. What this number is, is when that house goes to sheriff sale, you're never going to get 100% of the value. You're only going to get 70% or 80%. So you're going to have that number in there. Okay. So then you're going to take the 300000 multiply it by 0 0.7, 0 0.8, and that's really what you're going to get for the house. So now all of a sudden that loan doesn't look so good anymore, does it? Mm, yeah. Because now you're going to sell it for 210 220 and the first is, is 200000 There's only twenty left for you minus your foreclosure costs of 3000 You're really only going to make seventeen grand. So that's the kind of, you need to put all of these columns in, do all of these calculations, and compare it to what you're prepared to pay for this loan. So now at 68000 what am I prepared to pay for a loan that I'm only going to make basically 17000 on, at a minimum? I could theoretically make 100000 on it, mm -hmm. but at a minimum, I'm going to make seventeen. What am I prepared to pay for that? That really comes down to, again, your seller will give you his expectation of what he wants for it, and you can either agree or not agree. In a case like that, to me, that's worth $0.14, cents, $0.15 cents tops. $0.15 cents on the dollar? On the dollar, correct. On the UPB. On the UPB. So, UPB, uh, yep, okay. Uh, that would be there in this scenario, you said it's worth 300 and the first lien was the unpaid balance would be what, two hundred and sixty-eight? Because two hundred on the first and sixty-eight on the second. Correct. I'm only interested in the second. Okay. So it would be fifteen cents on sixty-eight thousand. Got it. So, so ten thousand two hundred dollars is right. what I got. Maybe so like in that deal, I'm really going to make seven thousand. Think about it, because I've already determined my profit is seventeen thousand. It's going to cost me ten thousand. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to make seven grand. Is that note worth my time? To some people, seven grand is a good hit. For us, we don't like it. So, again, determining what your expectations are before you get involved is pretty critical. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Anything else to tie a bow on this that we need to know? Well, with due diligence, what I just gave you was the perspective of the house. You now have the perspective of the borrower. You need to review the credit report. And if you're smart about reading the credit report, it can tell you a story. For example, if a lot of hospitals are coming after your borrower, perhaps they had an auto accident and maybe things are back on track. But you need to look at you know, trade lines, what's current, what's delinquent. Did they just buy two new cars? Did they just open three new credit cards? Uh, score to us is pretty irrelevant. What are trade lines? Uh, trade lines are credit cards, uh, any open accounts. Okay. Got it. That, that go on the credit report? You said earlier that credit reports are included, so I guess that answers my question. The All this information is included in the spreadsheet? Correct. Okay, cool. Now, we also have the, at PAC, have the capability of running our own credit reports. So 
often if there's something we really like, we'll run our own credit report just to verify the credit report. Yeah. But not everybody has that capability. So yeah. they're going to provide it to you. The next thing is, is the credit report. Then after that, then we need to think about bankruptcy. Are they in bankruptcy right now? Not that it's a deal killer. In fact, there are some note buyers that exclusively go after bankruptcies. So it's not, it's not a deal killer, but it's something you need to know. So the way to do that is go to pacer.gov and open yourself an account. And you can check if anyone is in bankruptcy and get full disclosure of their financial assets. For free? Uh, it's like 10 cents a page. Wow. Pacer.gov. You can check Pacer. to see if someone's in, in bankruptcy and get what? Uh, full disclosure of their financial assets. 401ks, houses, cars. That's crazy. <laughs> True enough. Wow. All right. What do you need? Would you need their social or something for that? Um, n no. Usually you can just search by name and you need to have a general idea of where they live because every bankruptcy court is in their own state, and some have two or three, like northern Oklahoma, southern Oklahoma. And if they're not going through bankruptcy, can you still look up the assets and stuff, or is that just for people in bankruptcy? No, no, that's just something that's in the bankruptcy records. Oh, okay, got it. Right, and and other people are not going to volunteer to give you that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I, <laughs> I, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm going to look myself up on here. <laughs> but for bankruptcy, they absolutely must, and it's yeah. actually illegal if they omit an asset and so who, you find out about it, you could actually send them to prison. <laughs> who, is, who is the the rapper who declared bankruptcy recently? Was it 50 Cent? He's involved in so many ventures. I'll have That's to look amazing. him up on here. I'll have to find out his real name and look him up. All right. Anyway, so you look up the bankruptcy stuff. Anything else? So you look up bankruptcy, you review credit reports, you do your mathematical calculations. The mathematical calculations are on the house and making an assumption you're going to foreclose. Again, we don't like to foreclose, but it is an option that we have to consider. So we, again, we, we need to make sure that we like the picture of the borrower. Because if we like the picture of the borrower and it's somebody that we think we can work with, then we will go ahead and buy the note. Some people ask us about credit scores. What's the minimum credit score that you'll buy? We find credit scores to be ridiculously irrelevant. <laughs> and the reason is, is that let's say somebody has a credit score of 748. And that sounds like a good credit score, right? Yep. But maybe they've just been delinquent for so long that things have just fallen off. Mm, wow. It's, it's artificially high. Or conversely, you could have somebody with a credit score of 500 or 490, and maybe they really just got back on their feet. They just got their, you know, a new job, and they're working consistently, and it's a six-figure job, and they're going to be able to pay you no problem, but the credit report hasn't caught up to their now new pay history. How long does it take to catch up? It probably takes three, four, eight months. It depends. Again, every one of those credit agencies use their own algorithm to calculate the, the FICO score. Mm. So it could be anywhere from two to eight months. Got it. Okay. So really the point being is the credit score is sort of irrelevant, ridiculously irrelevant. All right. Anything else we need to know? 
Um, hmm. Wow. So no, I think that's it. You the home, the borrower, and then you just and and what you want to make, and then you just determine whether it's a note that's good for you or not. I usually do the summary at the end, but you just nailed you just nailed the summary. <laughs> you got to look at the home, the the borrower, what you want to make, and uh, if if you want to do it or not. I I this this is uh, just uh, one of my favorite skill set Sunday episodes because. I'm learning along the way. I don't do this. I don't do note buying. And as I disclosed earlier on the show, I didn't even know what the heck a tape was uh, <laughs> until recently. Um, but and I've never actually seen one of these spreadsheets. Are you able to share like wh- like a, a example spreadsheet that you know was way in the past that you've? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Will you email that to me? And then, best ever listeners, in the show notes, I will have that as a downloadable link. Because I'm very curious about what this looks like, and um, I'm I suspect that you are too. So, uh, you, but now that uh, uh, we have that link, you can go ahead and just look at that, that that document. The way that you evaluated this and walked us through this was incredibly helpful and easy to understand. Looking at the the three critical pieces of info when you evaluate a tape, the unpaid principal balance, the credit reports, and the last pay date, and then you threw in the senior lien balance as well. So I guess there's four, and then walking us through how you did it with the uh, different uh, multiples, you know, 80%, because when you go to share of sale, you're only going to get 70 to 80% of what you are what your value is as well as uh, factoring in the 3K foreclosure costs and then talking a little bit about the states that you like and then the one state, North Carolina, darn you, North Carolina and your regulations <laughs> that, that you avoid. Um, thank you so much. And lastly, what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Well, we have a couple of websites. You mentioned them in the beginning, paperassetscapital.com winwithpack.com and may I do a shameless plug Mr. Ferris? Yeah, yeah, do, do, what you, do what you want to do. Awesome. Pack is sponsoring a cruise on the Norwegian Breakaway which is an absolutely spectacularly gorgeous ship out of New York. October 30th through November 6th you'll be home in time to vote and you get to celebrate Halloween on a ship. And there'll be seminars and information, and we'll have some gurus there, and we'll do some mastermind roundtables, and it will be pretty exciting. Awesome. And where do they go to learn more about that? They can go to winwithpack.com, or they can go to our meetup page, uh, Win Women in Notes. Um, There's a lot of different places they can go, uh, our events page. All right. Well, I think the easiest one will be winwithpack.com. It's in the show notes page, best ever listeners. Well, that sounds like fun. It sounds like a whole lot of fun. Too bad we didn't have Kitty, but we did have Cat. Uh, and <laughs> so I uh, really appreciate you being on the show and spending this Sunday with us. I hope you have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Thank you so much for having us, Joe. We always have such fun with you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you need more leads for your real estate business and do you need a platform to help you get those leads? Well, Danny Johnson, previous best ever guest, episode 294, has exactly the solution for you, best ever listeners. Go to leadpropeller.com and that's going to help you, well, get more leads. He's got a website service that you can sign up for 
It's a money-back guarantee for the first 30 days, so no risk involved. Leadpropeller.com. You can also click the link in the show notes page, and that will take you right there.